let me kind of go back in history and start from the beginning here a little bit and bring you up to speed. Approximately 20 years ago, there was some discussion about putting Lake Roosevelt and the Columbia River all the way from Grand Coulee to the Canadian border, designating that as a Superfund cleanup site related to mainly the smelter up in Trail BC from Tech Kimiko. At the time, there had been lots of different studies, nothing very conclusive, and Eastern Washington Council governments actually formed out of this subject. And it was a consortium of counties around Lake Roosevelt. A few other counties joined also pretty much right away. And the whole idea was to be able to share information, have an easy place for ecology, EPA, other entities, Department of Health to share information as it relates to this potential listing. At the time, there was not enough information to actually show there was an actual need to list it for cleanup. There was also an ongoing lawsuit that pursued after this where Washington and I believe it was the EPA and I think the Colville tribe got involved in trying to show that the Tex smelter, because they had dumped slag years and years ago into the Columbia River, that that needed to be cleaned up. It had created a, a problem for fish consumption. It had problems for potential swimming. There was a lot of questions over whether or not it was even okay to swim in the water. So without having that data available and having it ready, EPA had, after much effort of commissioners, some of us from Farm Bureau got involved even at the national level. The commissioners at the time even went back to D.C., and met with several of the different departments, including EPA. And it was decided that until such time, as these studies showed that there needed to be a listing, that we would just rely on what the studies do. So what's referred to as the RIFS, Remedial Investigation and Feasibility Study, that was to be completed prior to any listing potential of the site. So at the time, they were able to keep the water body and the surrounding areas off any listing pending the data to show it needed to be listed and what type of cleanup, how it would be cleaned up. All of those things were to be decided. So in the last 20 years, they have spent Tech America, Tech Kamiko, because there's a division now in the United States, they have spent millions of dollars collecting data. They hire outside entities. EPA oversees this entire thing in their CERCLA program, which is where Superfund comes from. And the site has never been put on the national priorities list for a cleanup. Fast forward several years, they did thousands of tests on fish, getting different tissue samples, working with the Department of Health here in the state of Washington. And what they've discovered in that is that they released a new fish advisory that has been out for several years now that shows that by and large, with the exception of a few bottom fish that they recommend trying to limit your consumption, I'll say it this way, it's one of the least restrictive fish advisories that I've seen in the state of Washington. So they're promoting you to eat healthy fish, but they're telling you like anything else, you need to watch how much fish you're eating. And that is meant to be protective 
of the most vulnerable populations, which are generally small children and women who are or are thinking of becoming pregnant. So there was a human health part of this. Department of Health also told the Eastern Washington Council government's commissioners around the lake that there was no problem with fishing or swimming in the lake. There was no issues that needed to be cleaned up that would keep people from doing normal recreation, swimming, fishing, boating, skiing, all of that stuff. In addition to this, there was an upland area up around the Northport area. And there are other smelters that have been in that area. Probably the most famous is the Leroy smelter that was right there in Northport. And the Leroy smelter also dumped slag into the Columbia River. And this was all done legally at the time, right? Even the Canadian operations are all permitted by the Canadians under their environment, what their equivalent of what I would say is their EPA. So in the uplands areas, they did find some areas, some people volunteered to have their property tested. You know, is there lead in the soil? The fear was that if you get that dust on your hands as, again, the most vulnerable population, if you get it on your hands, you're touching your face, you're ingesting some of that in dust and off your hands, and is there a health issue? So there were a few properties that were fairly high lead levels, and under their authority, they did an early action to clean those up. And I'm pretty sure that Tech America had done most of those cleanups. There are a couple in Northport, right in the town, close to the Leroy Smelter, that EPA did the cleanup on. I believe they did the park. And not that Tech was claiming responsibility for the cleanup. They were doing it as part of this whole agreement they have to study the issue and see what needs to be done. Where we currently are, we have the local entity of EPA, so out of the Seattle office, who wants to list the site. Again, this is the entire area from Grand Coulee up to the Canadian border and the uplands area on the national priority list for cleanup. They're doing this, from what we've been told, to be able to access dollars to clean up lead that they've found in the uplands area. So I'm going to say the greater Northport area up in the northern part of the river. They want to be able to access money from the the IIJA, the infrastructure bill that happened a couple of years ago at the federal level and do cleanup of some of the properties up there. There was a court case that went all the way up to the Ninth Circuit that said tech was responsible for all of that cleanup. And the Ninth Circuit ruled that no, they were not responsible for any air deposition of the lead. The other issue that's come up is CDC, Center for Disease Control, has put out new guidance on what level of lead is safe in your blood. So they lowered the standard. And a lot of that's related to lead-based paint. And I think that's where a lot of that comes from. My understanding is EPA is currently working on guidance to lower what the levels would be in soils that would translate into what that level would be in children or vulnerable populations. That guidance is not out. 
It's not complete. It is an estimate that that will bring the soil level down to somewhere between 100 and 200 parts per million of lead needing to be cleaned up. Currently, the state has a standard of, I think it's 250, and I believe the current standard at EPA is 400. So if it were to be lowered, there would be more properties up in the greater Northport area that would qualify for cleanup. The problem with that is some of the areas that tech tested have been analyzed for cleanup under the fact that they would be developed properties. In other words, sold in a residence would be built there. There's been no coordination with the county and our plans or what has currently been developing up there to show that there is a correlation between these properties needing cleaned up and the fact that they are residential. Also, much of this property that they have identified that may need to be cleaned up or take cleanup actions is private property, and it would take the owner to come forward and ask for the cleanup in order for it to occur anyway. So if they were to put this site on the national priority list as a Superfund site, there is the potential that just like what happened in the Silver Valley, where when they originally listed the Silver Valley in Idaho as a Superfund site, it could grossly devalue property values. It could keep future businesses from developing throughout the entire area. We've asked about irrigation as it relates to using the water out of the Columbia River and EPA in this latest meeting that we had, they stated that with the exception of bacteria levels, so fecal fault coliform or E. coli, the water meets drinking water standards. So we're asking the question, have the potential of ruining our economy, destroying the recreation, have the potential of ruining international agricultural markets because of the irrigation that happens out of the Columbia River? Why would you list the entire site as a Superfund cleanup site when the only area that seems to be of any concern, and we don't know the level of concern, is the uplands level. Why do the whole river? If they were to finish the RIFS, so the remedial investigation, do their reports, and then the feasibility study, which would show how it could be cleaned up safe, if it even needs to be cleaned up, we would have accurate information and all the tools at our disposal to do all the cleanup we need. The other problematic piece is the blood lead levels in children. Tri-County Health has actually done some studies from volunteers in the greater Northport area, so the area of concern in children to find out, you know, do we have any children with high elevated blood levels? And the results that they came back with showed, in fact, they did not. So, again, without having specific data and criteria, it seems highly premature to create economic havoc and potential devaluing of people's property, hamper our business and economic development throughout the entire region without having all of that done. So I would say by and large, I'm not aware of a single commissioner in the entire region who is in favor of listing this on the national priorities list. At this point, there has been no data, no indication that this is going to actually solve the problem if there is, in fact, a problem and the detriments and the risk of detriments far exceed any need for a listing. So we're asking them to basically finish what they 
told us they were going to do 20 years ago, finish the remedial investigation and feasibility study, share that with the community, share that with the commissioners. And if there's a need to list at that point, that would be the discussion at the time. We have not got from the EPA region or from the administrator back in D.C. any indication this is going to move forward. The state also has to concur that it needs to happen. But the EPA is saying that they would like to put this on the national priorities list in April of 2024 or September. It is open twice a year to be able to put things on the national priorities list and declare them Superfund sites. And the really, really bad part of this is if we're only concerned about a certain area, then why don't you finish your studies, figure out what the area is, and then only that area that needs to clean up would be impacted rather than the entire region. I think from the human health study that they have shared and the information that's out there, like I said, the fish advisory shows that we can eat the fish. Yes, there's an advisory. It's safe to swim. It's safe to recreate. However, the question is, if you declared a Superfund site, will people still believe that? They would not be stopped from going in there. There's really no reason to stop folks from going in there which is why I and other commissioners are opposed to the listing. If there is cleanup that needs to be done, we need to meet the health standards, right? We want clean land. We want clean water. I'm not opposed to any cleanup. I support any cleanup efforts that need to be done, but we need to do them in a very responsible way. We don't need to paint a broad brush over the entire 150 miles of river for a handful of properties in a small region in the upper reach. One of the issues I've brought up and I've asked EPA to think about before they list, you are irrigating the entire Columbia Basin. You have potatoes, apples, wheat that is being sold on the international market. If we are irrigating out of a Superfund cleanup site, are you putting those markets at risk? Is going in and cleaning up some of these areas and trying to take the topsoil out and replace that with other topsoil doing more damage than it is good? That's part of the feasibility piece. There is slag on the bottom of the river. Is trying to remove that slag going to churn it all up? Or is it far enough down in the riverbed now that it's not creating any harm to the actual river? These are all questions that we're asking. You know, the other component of this that I didn't mention is we just had a meeting with the Army Corps where they did a presentation. If the Columbia River Treaty does not get changed and updated before September of 2024, they're going to go to what they call real-time flood control, which means we could see the operations of behind Grand Coulee greatly change. They would have to lower the level down well beyond what it is now in the spring, and then it would take much longer to fill up. It's still being studied, but that's their preliminary option if that doesn't get done. The other issue that comes up is the tribes have been studying this for several years. We as county commissioners and citizens around Lake Roosevelt have been very supportive of their effort to bring non-endangered species of salmon back behind Grand Coulee and Chief Joe. I personally love that idea. Are we going to do more damage to the system or is it going to put that in jeopardy over this listing? Ferry County had a presentation from EPA. We've had a presentation as commissioners. They've done one in Lincoln County. They've done one in Grant County. They did a presentation in Northport. 
all of those presentations were different. That's a question we asked. And then I did invite them to the Eastern Council of Governments, that meeting that we have every other month. They did a huge presentation there to commissioners from all over. There is more communication that needs to happen. This is far from being over. And the transparency of the information has been, what I'm going to say, less than forthcoming from the EPA. At first, we were a little hesitant as to how much of this do you want to release that becomes misinformation to the public. We've been trying very hard to try and get real information to be able to get out to the public, and we're still learning things. And it's frustrating that we've moved pretty much 20 years down the line and you're not giving us any more information than what we had 20 years ago and we're back to square one, which is don't list until you finish the study. If the tables were turned, that's exactly what they do. And that's all we're asking, you know? And if there's things we need to clean up, by God, let's clean them up. Will show on the national priorities list as the Columbia River from Grand Coulee, the water goes all the way to the ocean, to the Canadian border and the surrounding landscape. And there really is no map, it's just on the list. I'm looking at the scope of the entire area. I have a small area, you know, some into the wedge and some on the Northport side of the river that needs cleanup. I believe Tech did some cleanup related to emissions from air emissions years and years ago, and the courts found that they were not responsible for aerial deposition of the lead. So there has been some analysis done over whether or not certain smeltering processes leave like a trace. You know, if you manufacture something and I manufacture something, we're going to manufacture it differently, right? And you could look at the product and say, oh, you manufactured that and I manufactured this and it's because, you know, maybe I left a mark on the paper or something, right? So there is some analysis that shows that some of the the contamination is tech, some of it's not tech. But my understanding is that science is not foolproof. It's still open to interpretation. It has not been released to the public. And with all the smelters and mines in the area, again, it's hard to tell. Was this the Leroy smelter that did a lot of the aerial deposition? Was it a different smelter that was operated in that area? you also got to remember that the northern part of our county is full of different mines from different minerals. We have mining districts up in that area, one of them being a lead mining district. Well, you don't become a lead mining district unless you have high concentrations of lead. So it's really hard to pinpoint the source. And I'm not saying tech didn't create some issues because you look at the Black Sand Beach that they voluntarily helped clean up with ecology. There's a very large chance that that black minerals that were on that beach came from tech. So there is no slag being dumped in the river anymore by the trail smelter. They have extremely high standards. You know, their standards in Canada are as high or higher than ours. And the trail smelter is adhering to those standards. This is all legacy stuff that happened years ago under the environmental standards that were there at the time. If there are areas that need to be cleaned up, are there other ways to obtain funding that would give us that cleanup right away without being put on a national priority list? We've asked that question and we're getting basically no answer. You know, we've talked to Congressman McMorris Rogers on this issue, as well as talked with the staff of both of our senators who go, there are other options for funding this cleanup besides putting it on the national priority list and declaring it a Superfund site.